stopped shaving a while ago too. Yeah. <laughs> it, although it doesn't come in full enough to be respectable, it kind of looks more like a dirt patch. But yeah. uh, at, at this point, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome to episode thirty of, I guess, what I now call stories from a virtual bar. <laughs> that's what this is turning into. I'm your host, Chris Osborne, and making his return to the podcast is Kurt. Borchardt from Artisanal Brewing, owner and brewer there. How are you, Kurt? Yeah, we're doing well. You know, we Good. certainly would have liked it if we were at the bar, <laughs> any place but our respective homes. I miss anywhere that's, you know, not my home right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so thanks for taking the time to, you know, uh, chat again. I appreciate it. It's it was uh hung out with you of course back at the brewery. I had to look this up last night. It was back in August, actually, I think. Right? Yeah, back in August. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to hang out at the brewery. That was great. So this is I think yeah, this is the third time I'm doing this. It's been working out pretty well, actually. I admit I could get used to, you know, just having to stumble to my couch right after. That's nice. <laughs> How's it going for you? Yeah. How are you holding uh, up? Yeah. Family is doing well. Um, my parents and my in-laws are both older, and they're all doing well. Brewery's doing well. I've got most of my staff still on. Uh, I've had to let uh, one of my actually one full-time sales guy and then one uh, part-time sales, part-time marketing. Um, they're furloughed because you know the uh, restaurant and bar business is collapsed. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. But um, beyond that, I've been able to keep everybody else on. Well, that's really good, actually. That's yeah. surprisingly well. I get one of the positives that has been, you know, since at least since the quarantine has started and me figuring out how to do this at home, I've been able to catch up with, you know, previous guests to see how they're holding up, how, you know, their places and breweries are doing. And, things yeah. like, and of course, talking about ways to help. I've been trying to record shorter episodes and get them posted as quick as possible. Of course, uh, Scott Veltman from Indian Ladder Farms certainly likes to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's an interesting man right there. <laughs> he is. He's a cool guy, great guy, bit of yeah. a talker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of editing. A lot of editing. <laughs> Actually, I don't been doing this a while now. I've gotten better with the editing, luckily, at least conversationally. Yeah. It's mostly just taking out some extra ums and thing, and, you know, dead space here and there. My problem yeah. is just trying to get the sound levels balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Sound so, and lighting, but lighting, you can't do anything about Like I'm looking at my lighting. And I'm like, eh. no, I can, yeah, but, I can see the lighting behind me and it's awful. I need better yeah. light bulbs. I keep, <laughs> yeah. just keep buying the cheap ones and replacing, yeah. <laughs> popping them back in when they blow. You drinking anything? Uh, well, <laughs> funny you mentioned that. So I wasn't sure what you'd want to talk about or, yeah, I didn't really know what we were going to talk about. So I, I brought, I have sitting next to me, um, I've got three different IPAs. Uh, You're ready to roll, from, man. <laughs> this is Taproom 18 and a Taproom 13 label because <laughs> we got some Taproom 18 back. Oh, from right. Sunny. It was in kegs for bars and restaurants they closed. And um, I didn't have labels. I only had about 10, uh, 10 cases worth. And I had old tap from 13 labels. So if you look really close, I don't know if I can get this on there. I, I can see it. Tap but you 13. see, we, we, yeah. we use a Sharpie when it was kind of wet. And we, we <laughs> oh, cut now, out the now 13 I see it. and made it an 18. 
So <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. Nice. Uh, Taproom 19, which we released about a week ago, and it's almost gone. Yeah, I had some of that delivered yesterday. Yeah, that's a nice one. And then this one we just released. This is with that other half, the uh, worldwide collaboration altogether, and um, kind of gives you a sense of our. We have some new branding coming out for a daily double, uh, a whip, and daily single, and this kind of gives you a sense of what we're doing. It's going to be a paisley pattern, different color paisley pattern. So that was kind of neat. And then uh, if we want to talk about stouts, I've got. Um, <laughs> You guys, got, you are just all lined up, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I, I'm not done yet. <laughs> Salted so, so caramel, milk chocolate stout. And then uh, I've got one of our fruity wits. And this ah, the blueberry shows, and the glasses. Wit. Yeah, yes. and this gives you a sense of what some of our branding is going to be. The old labels, the, the Daily Double, the wit, had like kind of a white label and a big, big, uh, our, our logo was very big. Yeah. And now it's, you know, more of a, kind of a paisley pattern bigger name smaller logo that's kind of the theme going forward and then uh we just canned this guy the colch yeah. yes <laughs> we got some of that yesterday too i did yeah. uh, quite the drop off yeah yeah i saw that picture that was nice yeah well i was excited when i saw that you guys were going to start delivering because i live of course probably about a solid half hour drive from there so i was yeah. never been able to get there quite as frequently as i you know would love to sure so when I saw you guys were delivering, I'm like, I got to load up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and everybody else. <laughs> How's it been we're, going since you we're started? Getting hammered. We're getting crushed. <laughs> <Crush>. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I well, just, it's uh, been a good response for you guys. Yeah. Exceptional response. I would say. Awesome. I have gone through, let's see, 144, 224 growlers in about two and a half weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe maybe it was about three, and then I just ordered 288 growlers that on Monday they arrived Friday, just plain, because you know you can't take the time to get the the fancy artwork on the on the um, growler. Yeah, they arrived and um, uh, a quarter of that pallet's gone. I mean, I've never ordered a full <laughs> pallet of growlers in my life. I ordered a full pallet of growlers and a quarter was gone in one day. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Like, we'll fill 30, 40 growlers in a day. <laughs> what? Wow, that's a lot. And then, you know, the cans. The cans are just flying. Yeah, I know. Uh, the uh, yeah, Cans are the hot thing right now, especially the crawlers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, we don't have a crawler machine. We have a, you know, a much more expensive canner. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so either you, if you have a canner, you're running that as much as you can, or, uh, or you're doing crawlers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the, and the crawler situation was tight for some of the breweries, not us because we don't do it, but um, they physically couldn't get the crawlers. You know, they had the liquid, but they don't have the cans to put it in. And from what I understand, I, I don't, I don't know how much this get completed, but um, I don't know if you, you've probably talked to Dave Gardella down at the Rock. Um, uh, I haven't actually. Yeah, you, you will definitely want to do a, do a. Um, a, a talk with him get him on this because he, he's a great guy uh he's well respected in the industry he's been around a while awesome i'll shoot um, him a message yeah for sure It'd be well worth it um so what he was working on i don't know if he finished it buying the actual crowler the can 
you have to buy a whole truckload, which is like really, yeah, twenty, thirty thousand dollars worth of crawlers. Holy shit! And, and not many people can. At least I know I can't just go. Here you go. I don't have that much cash flow sitting around. So, but he was gonna help spearhead that, and then uh, basically act like a co-op, and then send that out to the smaller breweries that have been struggling to get the uh, the crawler cans yeah yeah it's been interesting because you know even places that weren't doing it starting started to you know fill crawlers and things just to kind of empty out their inventory so because it's better than you know you don't want all of that to go bad but yeah yeah just sitting on beer yeah and what what i always say is you know you want to respect the liquid yeah and uh yeah and what's tough is then you know i'm sure there's crawler machines the really good ones are like three grand four grand and then there's a couple hundred dollar crawler machines. <laughs> From what I understand, the people are realizing why they're only a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> but, they made a hundred dollar mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to talk to you about some of these beers I ordered because uh, sure. not just the beer itself is good, but some of the uh, information behind it's super interesting. Right now, I am drinking the Negative Input. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was uh, finally happy to get a hold of some because I ordered two four packs of those. I ordered two four packs of the all together, some tap room nineteen. Is that the newest one? Nineteen, yes. And of course 19, the yep. and of course some Kolsch. Yep. Which uh, is that I know when I was at the brewery in August, was that the same Kolsch then or is this different? Yeah, it's um you know, it's the same label and everything. This batch um, used a different New York State grain. Mm-hmm. The, the previous, the batch that we had in August, it had a grain that kind of gave more of a, I guess more of a, it was, and it's not necessarily a fault, it was just the grain that we had, kind of had a little more of a hay kind of a flavor to it, you know, a little more grassy. Yep. And, um, it, and it was fine. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but uh, I wanted to have a little bit more of a clean tasting, uh, more of a classic German Kolsch. So we use a different supplier, and uh, it's definitely uh, worked out well. You know, we had great efficiency off the uh, brew house, meaning that we got the sugars out of the grain that we wanted. And uh, you know, sometimes we struggle. We'll use a New York State grain, and you know, you're you're paying a lot more for the grain, and you're not getting as much sugar out, and it's kind of a double whammy. <laughs> so. <laughs> But yeah, it worked out great. Um, really, you know, a lot cleaner tasting, uh, more true to style for what we try and shoot for on nice. the Kolsch. Uh, to be honest, I haven't cracked one of those cans yet. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Uh, that's, there's so many choices in my fridge now. Yeah. I, I, don't, I stand there for five minutes with the fridge door open. I'm like, I don't know what I want to drink next. Yeah, variety is a spice of life, baby. It is. It's, uh, it's quite lovely when I open that door. It's like a little rainbow's coming out of there. <laughs> It's so, uh, all right. So tell me about the tap room 19, the new one that's out. So the tap room 19 has kind of been, a um, a continuation of some of the hot chemistry developments that we've done in the winter. Um, probably started with tap room 17, where I think that was the first one where we really, you know, hops, you have the alpha and beta acids and you have the oils and, Typically, most brewers just look at that. And um, there's a whole lot of other 
chemistry behind each individual hop, and it's pretty complex. Um, <clears throat> so I really, I, you know, I've been studying the hop chemistry for quite some time, and I kind of formulated a, a hypothesis of sorts where I'm like, okay, so I can use certain hops that are gonna work well in um, in the whirlpool. We we don't generally don't do uh, boil additions. We do a little bit here and there. Um, if we're doing it, it's going to be a small IBU mount, maybe 10 or 20 IBUs, mm -hmm. but it's pretty rare. Uh, so mostly we're doing uh, Whirlpool additions. So some hops are going to work fine in both Whirlpool and dry hops. Some do not work well in dry hops. And we've done a good job of finding which ones don't work well in dry hops because we make something <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you know, and the stuff will age out and it will, it'll get juicy. Yeah, we've, we've had some, yeah, we always swing for the fences and there are definitely times where, you know, yeah, not quite what we're going for. And, you know, it's like, gosh, we're going for juicy and ended up being a little bit more on the West Coast side. Um, picture day 11, that was the one with the picture of a, a lady called LM. She's one of bartenders. Prime example where at that point I knew the hop chemistry that I wanted, but I couldn't get it. And uh, this new hop comes along called Trident. If anyone looks up Hopsteiner, go on their, their website and look up Trident. And, you know, you just read it and you're, you're salivating. This is everything you want in New England IPA. And I call them and I say, hey, can I get the hop chemistry? You know, here's what I'm looking for. We don't, they didn't have that. It's kind of proprietary. And so I'm like, all right. But, you know, so I'm just like, I'm a gambler and I gamble that it would be a good dry hop. And it wasn't. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, a lot going back to the, the taproom series, 17, 18, 19, we really have learned at least a better sense of being able to control um, the, the amount of juice and the type of flavors that we're going for. Taproom 18 was interesting because, you know, at taproom 17, I did my, my hypothesis, it worked. Um, I was using some hops in the Whirlpool that if you if I told you and I don't tell what I use in the whirlpool anymore because I don't want to um, bias anybody it's not that I'm trying to be sneaky it's if I said oh I'm using so-and-so someone goes oh that's not a good hop um, they're wrong if <laughs> if they're thinking about a dry hop so you know the thing and I'll tell you the, the, the concepts uh, the concept is you want something with a lot of oils you know the hop oils in there and then what you're looking for is a hop. There's three different hop fractions. One is the, the hydrocarbon fraction. It's the spicy, piney, woody flavors. Um, you know, in the old days, in the 90s, people liked that. I don't like that. I like juice. The one thing about that hydrocarbon fraction, they're very volatile. So if you were to put something that has a lot of this hydrocarbon fraction in the whirlpool while it's so, you know, that, that's going to ferment, and what the, the fermentation, the CO2, is going to strip the hydrocarbon fraction, the bulk of it. So okay. you can mitigate that. Um, so what, what I look for is a hop that's high in, high in oils. I don't really care about the hydrocarbon fraction as much. What I look for is the next fraction, which is oxygen-containing fraction, and that fraction there is where the flavors would, would contribute to juice, you know, those juicy IPAs. So if it has a lot of juicy characteristics, uh, but also has that hydrocarbon fraction, I'm like, okay, you are good for Whirlpool. 
Interesting. And uh, because the, in, in the in the fermentation, it'll mitigate the piney, spicy, woody flavors, and and I've proven that. So now, if I'm going to do something in dry hop, what I don't want is I don't want um, you know dry hopping. You're typically doing it towards the end of fermentation. Um, we have different protocols for different situations. That's a that would be a whole podcast right there. Um, <laughs> there, there. There's a lot of complexity when you get to the dry hopping and what you want to do and when you want to do it. Depends if you're capturing yeast or not huh. to break it down into two different scenarios. But if we're putting it into the dry hop, um, it could be either that I'm still actively fermenting, I'm close to terminal gravity, or I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to capture my yeast and then I'm going to dry hop. Um, so I have different tricks. But uh, if I put a, a dry hop and it's really high in the hydrocarbon fraction, that piney, spicy, woody flavor is not going to get driven off, and that's going to come through. Uh, so if you wanted to get a sense of that, you could have my Pitcher Day 11, which is a nice beer if you want a kind of a West Coast style. And But I don't want that. Um, personally, as a brewer, I like the hazy, juicy, you know, I, I don't want pine. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like the late 90 IPAs. That's not my, <laughs> that's not my gig. So uh, long story short, the Taproom series, 17, 18, 19, now we're really playing with hops and we're trying to really optimize chemistry. On 18, I got cocky and I'm like, I can use hops that would be West Coast style, but I can make them juice. And if you find a Taproom 18 around and you try it, You'd swear it's just it's melon. <laughs> it's really? melon I, flavors. Uh, when I was in the beverage, I live by Glenville Beverage, of course, in Glenville. Yeah. And yeah. I I saw one, maybe it was the I think they had a four pack of eighteen in there the other yeah, day. Yeah, the March of the Penguins. They had little penguin guys on the yeah, I think label so. with little penguins on it. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. now. Yeah. And then uh so nineteen was um they're like, Well, we we're pretty comfortable with this and then we started using I can't remember what hops we used in 19. Um, oh, 19, we we had contracted some um, Eldorado hops. And so it was Eldorado Mosaic in the dry hop. And we used our, all our tricks in the Whirlpool. Um, so you know, the 19 has a good expression of the Eldorado hop. And what I noticed is that um, it kind of depends where my palate's at. Um, there's times where I don't notice that mosaic kind of piney bite you know, like you have the juice and then i'll kind of tail off and then i'll get this bit of mosaic sometimes i pick it up depends what my palate's at what i've had but sometimes i'll pick it up more more than other times so it's uh yeah and that's the unique thing about everyone's palate i don't know if you've ever done this uh, back when i was really trying to hone in some uh recipes as a home brewer um, what I would do is I would um, I would taste beer every two hours throughout the entire day, just little two ounces. Sounds samples. rough. And uh, you know, just a little bit, and and I would have different variants of like a brown ale. Like it was I was developing a brown recipe, and I was trying to get away from this kind of a bitter, kind of a burnt toast flavor. And I had different. It was all like all browns, five different ones, but each one had one variable that was different. And uh, it was amazing, you know, you, you, I, like early in the morning, you'd be like, wow, I taste this, I taste that. And then you go back two hours later, like, wow, that tastes totally different. Interesting. Um, it just, just depends on what, what you've had, you know, you brush your teeth, 
you ate something spicy, whatever, yeah. whatever the scenario is. But what I learned from that is, um, you know, how much your palate changes throughout the day. And so, you know, if somebody tastes something on a beer that I don't taste, it's not saying that they're wrong. It's just that's where their palate's at at that point. So uh, it was a good learning experience for me. <laughs> yeah, that that is a pretty interesting idea to kind of wrap your head around when it comes to trying out new beers and things like yeah. that. But uh, that's yeah, that's really interesting. But I let's move on to negative input because I was yeah. really interested in talking to you about this guy and the all together, mainly because of how they came together and uh, what's being done with proceeds and everything. So why don't you tell me a little bit about negative input here, which is a great logger. Yeah, and has six breweries yeah. involved apparently, inc- including you guys, of course. Yep. Yeah. Um, have you ever talked to Max Oswald up at Northway at all? No, it's uh, I like Northway a lot. I've never I've enjoyed everything from there. I've tasted. I just again, you guys are about a half hour away, so it would take. Yeah, I think Northway's half hour. They are yeah. That's probably about at least forty five minute drive or so. I think for yeah me. yeah. In fact, I was yeah. hoping to, uh, but once before the quarantine started, hopefully it gets lifted. You know, and summer's not lost. Once the nice weather's around, start making longer road trips to check out some you know yeah. farther away places. So, um, you know, and, and I've been friends with Max uh, for a while. I think I first met him back when he was at Old Saratoga. And this is before I was, you know, I was just a chemical engineer at that point. Um, just met him, you know, in the tap room, whatever. But uh, so we kind of got friends through the industry. So he contacted me about the, the negative input, you know, and he asked, you know, here's my idea, which is, you know, exactly what he's, he's done. Um, raising money for the people that um, got displaced because of COVID, all the hospitality workers. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on board. And then I'm like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, I just want your logo to put it on a label. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Little to no effort. All right. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he's like, you know, just get some beers and sell your tap room. Like, all right. So I think we, we've, I picked up 10 cases um, and ripped through those. I got five cases a couple days ago. I'm all gone on those. I didn't get as much the second time around because, you know, I just released four beers this week and I'm, I'm just, there's more logistics. I'm just, I'm running out of room for beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice problem to have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the, the most important thing about this beer, uh, well, the nice thing, two nice things. A is it's got, multiple breweries in the area with a common theme and and the common theme is going to uh we are united.com it's uh is basically well it's a website but you know it's a i don't know if it would call the foundation or not for profit but uh-huh. max went through all the struggles of setting that stuff up and i've been involved um something similar it's a pain uh to go through all the the legal and accounting issues when you're doing a non-for-profit but that's what he did so essentially when you buy the we, the uh negative input a portion of the proceeds goes to that fund from the breweries okay and um and then uh what happens with that money is people go on to the website we are and they can apply for money and uh you know to help them out through these tight times and there'd be somebody that was a restaurant worker tip worker, or whatever yeah uh, some in the hospitality industry and then um 
you know, Max will go through. I, I'm not sure who else he has going through and they you know, figuring out like, you know, how much money they want. And then uh, he cuts a check and, and the, the, the money that the account is through Adirondack Trust. So, you know, this is all, it's all legitimate. It's not like he's just got this pile of cash and he's <laughs> deciding, you know, here, you get some of this, you get some of that. You know, there, there's definitely some rigor. And what he's done with it is he's set it up so that in the future, say I want, I want to do a fundraiser, I can use that through his um, nonprofit. So oh, wow. it's kind of really an cool. open-ended, you know, real forward thinking, yeah. which is pretty impressive. And, and he's that kind of guy. You know, he's always thinking about well beyond him. He's thinking about the big picture. That's awesome. Um, and that's something that I've always uh, admired about Max. And uh, so, you know, so we've been selling some of those beers. Now, I didn't, I didn't take on another 10 cases or 20 cases of negative input um, last week because I just re- released um, the other half um, collaboration. Yep. And so what these guys did is gave you, you know, guidelines for what you could use to brew, but they were very generic. And then what they asked is that you picked – you know, some kind of an organization that you could donate proceeds to, to help tip workers. And I was like, well, this is a no brainer. You know, Max is doing this, uh, we are united. So that's who I'm funneling the, the proceeds through. So, um, and what's cool about this is, um, you know, the, the label. So it, they gave you the label design Yeah. said, you know, they gave you this portion that you could work with. And then the rest was, I did do a little tweak because I put a little lactose in, so I added that on the side. But that was kind of neat, you know. They And, and then we were also able to use um, their label manufacturer. I don't know where they're at. They were kind of by the city. But um, what was really cool about this is I've never used a metallic-backed, um, back, yeah, it's nice. It is. Um, I like that, yeah. Like, it's got, it really, I mean, it doesn't show as well on the, the computer screen, but it really pops. I love that color, um, which got me thinking. I, I want to do that for for all of my, uh, you know, my my, my rebrand on Daily Double Wit, a new IPA called Daily IPA, and then you know, like like the blueberry and the glasses. That would be the same thing. I would use that. It's basically a metallic backing that's printing on, and it changes the color, makes it pop. It does really pop. I mean, that was one of the first things I noticed when you guys posted a picture of, you know, the cans. Yeah. So it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of interesting how, you know, just, you know, working with a new label manufacturer and I love my label manufacturer, but I would have never thought of, I would never ask like, Hey, do you have some metallic background? And, uh, and now I see it and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll do something with that as well. But this beer has been just ripping. Yeah. The, uh, are selling this like mag, it's, it's just flying. Yeah. I'm cracking, uh, I'm cracking one open right now at the all together IPA. And... All right. Well, you forced me to do it too. There it <laughs> all is. Right. Cheers. Yeah. I get my, the, yes, I was, uh, I was, cause I was looking in, to the story on it last night because obviously it's a world actually a worldwide collaboration that right. other half down in brooklyn started and the story is just fascinating to see how many breweries have gotten involved they even listed the numbers on the website which i think it at least as of last night they listed like 613 breweries across 40 ah. countries which is mind-blowing yeah 
at 40. And there, I saw like some in J- Japan. Yeah, I saw because they listed. Yeah, they listed them all at the end. I scroll just scrolling through quick. I saw Italy, a few other European countries, some South American ones. I'm like holy shit. Yeah. So does other half come up with the basic recipe, right? And then you guys are free to use that or tweak it as you see fit. Yeah, I, I would say what they gave were guidelines, and they were pretty broad. It would be kind of like, you know, if I gave you uh, ingredients for bread and I said, you know, you can use flour. And you're like, well, what kind of flour? Uh, you know, they, they kind of gave, they gave some generic guidelines. They, I, I, I could tell, you know, they weren't trying to tip their hat as to some of their, their tricks. And, yep. and some of the stuff that they had in there, I'm like, no, that one, that's not what we want to do. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, we, we we've uh, we've made our mistakes along the way. You know, you, you try things like, oh, that 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 didn't work out so well. So some of the stuff I read, and I'm like, they're trying to throw us off a little bit, and I know that's not what we want to do. The one thing that we did follow um, was the amounts of dry hopping, which was a little more than what we normally would do. You know, you, the more dry hops you put in, basically, the less beer you're going to make because uh, okay. the hops absorb some of the beer and you, know, you can only you, you 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 have in the tank you have this thing called the racking arm so that pipe that's in the tank and you can rotate it and as it gets down to the goo you can't pull goo and put that in a can because people don't like drinking hot flakes i guess you know, <laughs> go figure go figure so the more dry hops you put in the less far down you can put your racking arm and uh yeah it was definitely it was a way up past where it normally would be um, I probably got about eight barrels of beer out of, out of 10 that I made. And typically I'll get somewhere around nine. Uh, and I'm not shy on my dry hops. So I'm probably, you know, in the area, I'm probably on the upper end of where people go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you know, it's probably what they're doing. And uh, let's give it a crack. Um, we did, you know, they, they, they recommended some hops. And one of the hops they had in the dry hop, I was like, you know, and, and building off of our understanding of hop chemistry, I'm like, three of those are good and one not not a dry hopper. So we what we did is but we, we know the hop chemistry said, well, that would be good. We'll just we're gonna pull it out of the dry hop and we're gonna put it into the whirlpool. So we we kind of kept the amounts what they had recommended, but we just shifted some stuff. And then we did a tweak, we did um we did a little lactose. And what lactose does is the uh, proteins, we don't do it for sweetness. That's actually the last concern of mine. It's about the proteins. And what the proteins do is um, they help with um, some colloidal interactions. A, a colloid is something really, really small, 10 to the negative 6 meter if you wanted it to really get um, specific. Uh, so it's dinky. And what the lactose does is it helps take some hot, chemistry and keeps it in solution so that your beer looks like that you know and that looks super super thick yeah uh, with two c's or three c's <laughs> is it two or three c's i don't know i guess it's as many uh, as you want yeah yeah uh so lactose is that's where lactose really comes into play it does some cool hop chem- hop chemical interactions and what it does is it helps make um some stuff that probably wouldn't stay in solution it holds it in solution and uh you know and that really enhances the flavors 
of the New England style IPAs that people love. So we that's so one of the things we added on the can. I think it's over here somewhere. Yeah, right over there. It'll say contains lactose. So that wasn't on their label. We added that. Um, I always some some breweries, you know, they're I, I don't know what the rules are as far as and I probably should, as far as when you some contains lactose or not. We just put it on there because you know it's an allergen and we just think it should yeah. be on there. I, I definitely have had some beers from other breweries where I, I honestly question whether they use lactose because knowing that I use it, I've done both ways. So I, I know what I'm going to taste if, if it has lactose. Yep. And I'll taste it and I'll look at their label and it says it doesn't have lactose and I know it's in there. <laughs> and I'm like, well, cool for them, but I know it's in there. Interesting. Yeah, they, they didn't put it on their label, but it, it really is an, in, you know, lactose is just an interesting uh, ingredient in the, in the IPA game. And, you know, we don't use a ton of it. It's not like you're just dumping it in. You want to make a, 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 a smoothie. <laughs> I'll do my, one of my fruit smoothies. No, we're just dumping in bags of lactose. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like diabetes. You're going to have a sip and you got diabetes. Yeah, yeah we're, we're well. going on light on the lactose. but yeah, Put in a little insulin as well at that point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it it's fascinating to see how well that has taken off, at least since they started putting that together. Like I said, spread across 40 countries. I think they listed 41 states. I know, and I saw Scott from Indian Ladder. They're getting ready to can theirs this week. Yep, yep. Unified, Super tasty, that's for sure. Unified's done it. I don't know if they released it. I think they did. Uh, I think it was just in Crowlers, and then um, I've definitely Tom seen Roots, some. I believe did as well. Yeah, I've seen some Instagram posts from some yep. places. It's hard to keep track. It's hard to keep track, just like it is with my days now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how's quarantine life going for you and the social distancing? Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, wearing a mask. Uh, you know, just weird. <laughs> uh, what's nice when we're in the brewery. Versus a restaurant where in, inherently in the kitchen, there's a lot of close, close quarters. Yeah. And I, I can, I, I, I just can't wrap my head around if, if I was trying to keep open a restaurant, that would be mentally challenging because, you know, just knowing the inherent nature of how you have to work in a kitchen. In a brewery, you don't have each employee doesn't have to be right on top of each other. So yep. I, I, I try and minimize the number of people that I have down the brewery. You know, in the past I would, uh, I would have had say, say I wanted to brew, but also can the same day I would call in bartenders. And um, so I might have like say five people down the brewery and now I'm, I'm uncomfortable doing that. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely this, this whole thing is but it changed our business practices and uh you know just in in general everyday life you know it's just weird i'm i'm now the guy that goes grocery shopping um you know <laughs> yeah. and i go i go at seven in the morning and i i wear my mask and i have my spray bottle of isopropyl alcohol and i'm spraying everything <laughs> yep and uh i live with my girlfriend who has asthma so i'm generally the one going to the store and things like that i've been going like i go into the office two days a week which I'm fortunate enough to, you know, still do that and then work from home yeah. to, for the rest of the time to make that up. So when I go to the store, I generally hit it around somewhere between like 11 and noon and the crowds have been fine. Luckily they yeah. thinned out. 
Yeah. But uh, I mean, a lot of the shelves are still empty and things like that. Other than that, I, uh, I don't mind spending time at home because, like I said, I drink and play video games. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so I didn't have too hard of a time adjusting, but it's starting to wear on me a little bit, yeah. you know, not seeing other places. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, before this, I don't remember the last time I was excited to go to work, and now I am when I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss seeing uh, – yeah, I, I definitely miss seeing customers in the tap room. When I implemented a uh, – a sensory program with, um, you know, QC sensory. And I've got um, three different gentlemen that, uh, you know, one guy's in Schenectady, one guy's in Saratoga, one guy lives in, uh, in Amsterdam and, uh, you know, implemented this in the middle of this COVID stuff. So it's kind of hard to get that. It's going fine. It's going great, but it would be a whole lot better to sit down with, you know, the three guys and share beers and, yeah. and, and get, get the feedback that way. So we're just having to get more creative, you know, just like what we're doing here. Yeah. I, uh, I gotta say I've getting used to this zoom thing now, which I had yeah. never heard of before all of this started happening. So yeah, <laughs> I still got to figure out how to work in some custom backgrounds and things like that. Oh, my wife was telling me about that. She says they work sometimes and other times they don't. So don't yeah. When that. I was talking to Scott, he had Pee Wee's Playhouse behind him. I'm like, that's fantastic. <laughs> But I'm I think shocked. that I think that was <laughs> lagging on the connection. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is a piece of work. Oh God. I'm surprised you so you're still in there creating new beers like each and every week too, right? Every tank's full. Wow. And yeah. that's uh that's one of the things I love about when I the times I have gotten to artisanal. It's every time I get there, at least half the beers are all brand new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're uh yeah, I, I've I've been shooting for at least one one new beer a week, uh, or one new release. You know, sometimes it's sleight of hand. For example, uh, a fruity wit. So I make a twenty barrel batch of a regular wit, and then um, I'll take ten barrels of that and transfer it into a fermenter with some fruit puree. Um, so I can kind of like say like a tank's a ten barrel tank has an IPA in there. I'll can that off and I'll try and schedule things so that that's, that, that's, that's canned off. I clean it, I sanitize it. And then that wit is getting almost done. It's still fermenting a little bit. And then I'll transfer it into a, a purged uh, fermenter that has a fruit puree and then I'll let it. So now what I get is I, I did, you know, two days I did uh, two different batches of wit put in a big tank. I take half of that, go to a smaller tank. And so now I end up with 10 barrels of regular wit and 10 barrels of a fruit of wit. So like, you know, the, um, like the, the blueberry and the glasses. Yeah. Um, so, uh, next week I'm releasing, uh, this is top secret. This, uh, it's, uh, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Yeah. No one listens to this anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Blackberry, uh, wit. Oh, wow. Which is kind oh. of a fun one. Yeah. And, and one of the things I've done, uh, you know, since, we last met is uh, we've got a relationship with a company called Puree Rite. They're mm-hmm. out of Catskill. The owner, his name is Wolfgang, and he grew up in. Uh, I love that name. Yeah, I know. Anyone with the name Wolfgang? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a German guy, so it's like. <laughs> I'm not German at all, but I just love the name. <laughs> but he's an Austrian trained chef who, uh, you know, when he was a younger man, met a girl 
in the States and never left. Um, so he has this company and they make fruit parades. They do all kinds of food stuff. You know, they deal with restaurants, but the parades that they make are just outstanding. And then he'll do some special stuff. And so, I, you know, I'll get some inside scoop. He's like, hey, I got this uh, dragon fruit. You want to try it? I'm like, yeah, give me a sample. And then I'll mess around with it. And I'm like, this is awesome. Um, so that's really helped a lot in the developments of our fruit and sours, you know, just to have have that nearby. The other thing that's nice about it, you know, the parades, because it's a liquid, uh, they're kind of expensive to ship. And I'll just drive down. And uh, it's like a hour drive down and I'll pick it up and it's just nice to meet them and talk yeah. to them and get some inside scoop on something. And then I'll drive back. And for me, it's two hours in the car where I get to think. <laughs> There's nothing uh, wrong with that. I enjoy a yeah. good drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice to just have time to just decompress and be able to reflect. <laughs> Let me rephrase. I enjoy a good drive when it's for pleasure and, you know, not yeah. required for something I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The question I've had since the first time I've gone to your place is there, there's literally a house on the property right in front of your building. <laughs> yeah. Whose house is that? So that's the, uh, that's the building owner. Okay. And, and that, that it was, so that's where he lives. Okay. Um, and he'll Could, rent it out to like Airbnb in the summer. Will he really? Yeah. Oh, he's got to charge yeah. a pretty penny. I can't imagine. Oh, I can't imagine living literally walking distance of ten yards to a brewery yeah. and distillery. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is that I'll get some rental, right? And it'll be like some younger guys, and yeah, you know, I'll be walking. I go in the brewery like five in the morning or whatever, and you know, I, I go in and I can see on the patio where they're sitting, and, and it's like bush light I'm because like, they haven't gone to bed yet. Yeah, I'm like bush light guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he, you didn't have to go very far. You could have something way better. Nothing wrong with Bush Light, but jeez. Well, really? well, there's beer pond beer, and then there's the good beer on the side you actually drink when you play beer pond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and this is coming from a guy who grew up in Rochester. So I'm, <laughs> I'm born and raised on Genesee, you know, the red eyes and the cream, the screamers. Like, I mean, I love Genesee beer. Don't get me wrong. So I'm I'm all for the the macro beers. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but gosh, when you're right next to a craft brewery, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I'll, I'm curious to see how much that goes for when it pops up on Airbnb. I might take a look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, what are you doing busy when, or what are you doing to stay busy when you're home and not brewing now? I try and spend more time with my family. I'm not good at that. I will be the first to admit. My wife is probably on their side of the wall here. Right right over there, they're watching TV. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's not my strong suit. I, I, I had a marketing guy who have not furloughed. When I had a marketing guy, it was great because when I got home, I didn't have to, like, as we're talking here, my phone's blowing up and I haven't looked at it. But if my if I was with my family, I'd be like, oh, what's that? And then, you know, I've got to answer someone's question. Oh, so you're ranking me above your family. I like that. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you, you rank, Chris. <laughs> By the way, uh, big shout out to uh, your guy, Dan, who did my delivery yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Want to make sure I shout out to him. Doing a yeah, great job. Yeah, yeah, he, he's great. You know, we're getting a lot of good feedback from people like, he was the most professional delivery driver we've ever had. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> it still cracks me up that 
food has to be a part of the delivery and what qualifies for it. I, I, <laughs> little bag of chips. Here you go. I don't understand. Uh, when it, so when it first, when the rules first came out, um, and this is from SLA, so the State Liquor Authority drives yeah. us. When they first were allowing to have, um, you know, pickups at the brewery or whatever, they said you had to serve food. It's almost come to pick up. And, I'm, and, and so I, I write an email, and I'm sure I was one of many people writing email to, uh, we, we have the, the New York State Brewers Association. So it's basically a government association. All the, not all the breweries, but a good chunk of breweries. Is a membership is pretty nominal, but you know, we basically have somebody that's our voice in Albany. And uh, I, I his name's Paul Leon. I, I email Paul, I'm like, so I used to allow people to just come buy a growler or four packs and they could go, and now I need to give them a bag of chips. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. It does. So, I'm like, so if I have to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a bag of peanuts and I'm going to put one peanut into a bag and then go, there you go. It's, it's <laughs> so like then, this. It makes me think of those places where like you can't buy weed, but it can be given as a gift. If you buy a cookie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> it wasn't very long because I'm sure a bazillion people were bombarding Paul uh, with this where, you know, he kind of got it to where if you're only as only if you're delivering beer, do you have to provide a snack? So and it must be tied in with the restaurants because the restaurants can't sell beer without food. I didn't and, think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I mean, whatever. I'm like, hey, man, if, if that's what I got to do, you know, I went out to BJ's. We got this huge packet of smart food. And so, you know, and it's great because people don't expect it. You drop off the food and you go, here, here's a bag of, <laughs> of smart food. And they're like, awesome. All right. Like I said, it's funny what qualifies for that. And at least it's, you know, not a lot, really no added stress, I guess, considering what yeah. <laughs> what qualifies for that. <laughs> yeah quarantine's been interesting like i said it's been a lot of uh seinfeld netflix and video games yes <laughs> i've i have been able to do some more podcast stuff and circle back to you know people when yep. i'm not of course working from home and trying to keep up with everything i hate getting haircuts but at the same time i'm way past needed one as we've mentioned <laughs> yeah you and me both my hair actually looks good today but it's not that well good. i was thinking of like you know what i might give myself a mohawk like yeah. i have the, you I got think, the hair for it thanks to you guys i have the beer i need to get to that confidence level i just don't have the clippers <laughs> <laughs> and my wife wants to give me a haircut my son does he wants to take part in it my girlfriend wanted me to just like trim even out the bottom of her hair so i trimmed off the couple inches she made me watch a video i'm like this is a bad idea i've never done this before <laughs> you're gonna watch this and you're gonna do it I'm like okay you're gonna regret this so i you know she we put like markers with like bands in her hair I'm like all right i'm gonna cut this straight and then cut up at an angle like the video says it ended up coming out too blunt of a cut apparently I'm like, so you asked for an even cut and now you're yelling at me because i did too good a job that's what i'm hearing 
<laughs> it's either yeah. that or you're telling me I did a bad job at something I specifically said I've never done before and <laughs> yeah. it's a bad idea. <laughs> I did something bad that I'm not good at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. It's fun yeah. times. And uh, I think more than anything else, I miss hockey. <laughs> yeah, hockey, definitely. The, the, you know, and not to make this political, but the crap that comes out on Facebook, holy cow. Oh, man. Like, you read these, the most outlandish things, and it's like, oh, my God, people. Life, uh, <laughs> life's too short to argue politics with people that don't know anything about politics on the yeah. Internet. There's, there's so many medical experts out there that don't have a medical degree or any yeah. technical degree. I'm amazed. It's, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> like, yeah. I skip over any political post at this point, whether I agree with it or not. Nope. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. Just moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a yeah. crazy time we're in, huh? It is. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad to hear things are uh, – oh, one last thing to wrap things up. What are some of Kurt's tips for quarantine? My tips for quarantine? Yes. Well, I would say, uh, you know, drink good beer. Of course. <laughs> Enjoy your family time. Try not to be on your phone as much as I am when you're at home with your family. Get out and take a walk. Well, that, is, that is key, yeah. at least trying to get outside if you can and get some air. Yeah, because I don't know about you, but I've definitely put on weight in March and April, or normally I'm starting to lose weight. I will say, um, at least since I'm home five days a week, I have gotten in an hour each day on the exercise bike. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So, like, it's, I got to balance out all the beer somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems to be just enough to keep me body weight-wise where I am. <laughs> not lose anything, not gain anything. Like, okay. I'll have you it. seen on, on Facebook, it's, uh, it's some guy, it's like in his running gear and he's going down his neighborhood and it's recycling day, like garbage day and all the recycling containers are out. And he's <laughs> like, it's like, so these are people that are working at home and he goes up and he just, it, it has, he'll, he'll like with his camera, he'll look into the recycling bin and it's just littered with. Wine bottles, beer bottles, <laughs> hard alcohol. It's hilarious. If anything, I've learned how much work I can do while drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't need to wear pants. No, it's great. I wear pants two days a week, like I said, when I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to leave and go to the office. Yeah. And now only Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hawaiian shirts are great. <laughs> yeah, I saw your post on that. What, you have three of them? Is that what you got? I only have three Hawaiian shirts. I might need to buy some more. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got about eight of them. So if you want one, I can hook you up. I'm always looking for more. Oh, here here's my son. Come here, come here. Oh, he just left. All right. He popped well, in and he's gone. Like I said, I appreciate you prioritizing me over your family. That's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a good place to start wrapping things up. Yeah, absolutely. So that's gonna do it for this episode of Stories from a Virtual Bar. Big thank you, Kurt, for hanging out. I really appreciate it. Having some drinks, telling me about these beers. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, uh, nice seeing you, Chris. And, yeah, absolutely. And thank great. you for your support. Absolutely. My son again. your little buddy right there. For anybody yeah. out there wondering, what are some of the best ways to support Artisanal right now? What do you have available? Um, so the best way is uh, if you go on our website, 
you're immediately going to see a link that gets you into uh, uh, an online store. So you can peruse and see what we have um, in stock and you can buy it online and we can either deliver it. And we have a pretty broad uh, delivery area. I, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, like the thought was there, it wasn't as much what makes business sense is what keeps somebody full, full-time employed. Um, you know, Dan doesn't have to, my, my, the guy who delivered the beer to you, yep. um, he typically would be doing sales for restaurants and bars. Um, and that's not happening too much. Um, and they also do beverage centers. So he does beverage centers. He'll stop in a price shop or Hannaford's, but there's only so much you can do. There's no sales in the price shop or Hannaford. You're just going in and checking on your stock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's my son again. Just yeah. popping his head in. Um, so, um, the thought was, you know, let's expand this out, see how it goes. I have uh, a company car. Um, it's, it's licensed, insured, and bonded through the brewery, so it's 100% legitimate. I can guarantee you that a lot of um, people that are out there doing beer deliveries don't know all the stuff they're supposed to do. Because <laughs> I looked into it, and I'm like, damn, I can do that? I got to do that? Like, yeah. Jesus. But we're, we're all legit. But so you can go on our website and we're open Monday through Sunday. So we're open seven days a week, which is different uh, in this. Uh, we're open from 12 to 6. And you can order online and you can either do a delivery, um, which if you get the delivery by 10 a.m., it will we, we say it's same day unless you're like some huge outlier. It might be two-day delivery. and um, you, if you want to order online and pick up, you have two options. Option A, you can come into the brewery. We have a, a tightly cordoned off area where you can come in and um, the only thing you'll do is swipe your credit card and we're going to hand you the beer. You really can't touch much. Um, option B is that you can do curbside pickup if you prefer. So we, we have basically three options. You can do the delivery. You can do curbside pickup. You can come into the brewery, but with a very limited access, um, and get you know growlers or uh, or cans. Awesome. Um, so we have all those options, um, and we're just trying our best to keep up with the demand. <laughs> awesome. Nice problem to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird times. Like I said, yeah. things are changing daily. So be sure to follow Artisanal on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all their social medias to keep track of what's available, what's going on. Check out their website. And for anyone interested in hearing a little more about Artisanal Brew Works, be sure to go back and check out episode 18 that Kurt and I were hosted at the brewery talking all about Artisanal. That was uh, one less chin ago. <laughs> I, uh, I regret having to, I had to work the next day or it would have been fun to just go through your entire lineup. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah. But you know, got to be responsible. Absolutely. Big thank you to everyone out there for checking out the show. You can find Stories from a Bar on Facebook. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at StoriesFAB. You'll find the show on Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, pretty much anywhere. The major players you'd expect to find a podcast. Please subscribe and even more importantly, leave a fantastic review. I greatly appreciate it. It helps spread the word. So until next time, cheers. Cheers.